Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bathroom models, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Floor Master Podcast. I am Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge. Totally my opinion, but if you don't like it, do something about it. I have another amazing guest and another amazing show. Y'all, this is my friend, uh, amazing business owner, Kenny Nix of Nix Flooring and Design. And uh, we got an amazing show. Kenny, do me a favor. Tell everybody uh, who you are, what you do, and how you do it, why you do it, where you do it. Well, thank you for the introduction. That was pretty awesome. And I got to say, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be on your show. Uh, I've been watching you from Facebook. And uh, my wife, when I shared with her that I was going to be on the podcast, she said, hey, there's not much more. You just, uh, uh, that's your dream to be on the right. podcast, right? right? <laughs> It's so many people that this is the first podcast they've been on. And I feel I feel good about that because there's a lot of people that I would have assumed have been offered the opportunities to be on a number of podcasts. So I'm excited. I'm glad that you're excited. I'm glad that the wife is excited. And we're going to make history for Nick's Flooring and Design. Yeah, buddy. I, I appreciate it. So, yeah, I'm Kenny Nix. I'm owner of Nix Flooring and Design. I was an installer. Uh, at the young age of 15 years old, my father was a builder. My uncle was an architect, and we live here in uh, beautiful Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, born and raised. And um, I'm 41 years old. And about uh, five years ago, I took the move after moving back from Connecticut. Uh, we moved there during the recession. And my wife's from that that part of the the, the states, and. Uh, when I moved back from there, I, I had the plans on opening uh, my own showroom. Uh, so here we are, uh, five years after the, the the whole transition from going from an installer to a, a business owner, and um, it, it it's it's been a wild ride. I could I could only imagine because this is another uh, another time for me. That I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just say my assumptions seem to always be wrong, and maybe that's coming from uh, my guests just blowing it out the water and doing such amazing business that I would have assumed that this was older than five years. From outside looking in, I would have guessed that it was. I'm gonna just say at least ten. Mm-hmm. Like the operation seems to be uh, very fine tuned. Well, th thank you for saying that. And part of that is my interest in the whole all over the place, right? And mm -hmm. losing interest. And I was doing everything from uh, starting out sanding and refinishing to dustless sanding to doing tile work to installing glue down wood floors. And I love the whole 
marketing aspect of it. That was one of my claim to successes in the business was being able to create a Google profile, create a website, create a Facebook and Instagram and use that as, as a platform along with word of mouth. I always knew if I, if I did an excellent job for this homeowner, even, even if I was breaking even on the job, but if I made her so happy that she or he would tell all their friends if they ever needed flooring to call me, that 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 was that was it, right? And yep. that you could grow the business from there. Um, but had I not gotten a job doing sales, remember that guy I was telling you about that helped me to because when I when I was an installer, I had to have a place to take customers to look and pick out flooring because I wanted to sell the flooring too. I just didn't want to sell the install. Right. Right. But I wanted to make money on the flooring as well. Right. So I knew if I could make money on the flooring and make money on the install, that was two jobs. Right. So I could double my income over the year. If I could make money on the material, make money on the, I was no longer just making money on the install. I did that for a little while. And that guy asked me to come join the store he worked at to do sales. 100% commission, no salary. I had never worked in a store in my entire life. And he convinced me to do it. And, and I learned the ins and outs of a lot of things I didn't agree with that they did. A mm-hmm. lot of the things I did agree with, some of the things I said it could be tweaked to do it a little bit differently. So had I not had that opportunity and that experience to be in a showroom setting and see the process, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. Gotcha. That's interesting, uh, the way you started because you said that um, you don't think you would be where you are had you not had that experience at the other store. And I think a lot of, a lot of installers don't get that experience. They'll, they'll get the opportunity to work, uh, do jobs for the store, but not work, work for the store, actually Mm -hmm. be an employee for the store to see the inside operations of the the whole transaction from um, customer coming in, picking out flooring, going through that whole process, and then getting down to the installation. Like, a lot of installers don't see that. Right. So just like you said, you're probably right. You probably never would have, uh, you know, had the interest to, to, to go down that path had you not known how, how the system works. That's right. That's right. And, and I'm, you know, when it comes to being computer savvy and, you know, I mean, when it comes to computers, I'm not terrible. Everything I know I've had to teach myself. Um, I dropped out of school in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a, a high school degree, a college, ed, obviously. Right. Right. Um, but one thing I do have is common sense. Mm-hmm. And I and I know how to communicate with people, and that's the one thing through um, the businesses. I would say is if people like you, if you know how to communicate. I read a lot of books, business books, um, 
business coaching books, money management, how, how the, it, there, there comes a whole new set of problems when you make money. It's what do you do with the money you're making? Because right. if you've learned how to make the money, now you need the money to make money for you, for, you yeah. know, you need your money to work for you. Right. And that's a whole another podcast in itself. <laughs> right. Um, but back to the time, I remember we were talking earlier and I, I would say during the recession, when we were in Connecticut with my family and I was making $800, $900 a week working 40, 50 hours mm-hmm. and home in the evenings. I mean, it's what it's, it's seven 30 my time in East here. And I'm still at the office doing the show with you. Um, I enjoyed my, my time with my family and I was able to leave this business. I was able to leave that when I worked for someone else, I didn't take the work home with me. Yeah. The day stopped when, the when day you left. Stopped. Yes, sir. I didn't have the worry, you know, and uh, I, I feel like I got better quality time with the kids and the wife now you you know the time that you do get with them the phone's ringing you know um so sometimes it's hard to enjoy the extra money that you're making to be honest with you right i mean and and that's 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 those are some of the things that uh that i wanted to explore on the show for for those installers that are out there that uh may have considered doing a showroom and this this is no way to try to talk anybody out of it we just want to uh to dive in it to see what's all involved in having a showroom versus not having a showroom mm-hmm. i'm an installer i'm a business owner i'm a contractor that honestly never had a desire and still does not have a desire to have a showroom i don't want to do it Mm-hmm. Cause I I know without even having it, without even being uh having worked in the showroom, I know that this is gonna come with a lot more responsibilities than I already have. Mm-hmm. That's me. My uh my life is uh set up really crazy right now. For example, I'm recording this podcast at the fire station. <laughs> so I don't have that much time, and I know a showroom for me would take more time for me. Just like you're saying that you you enjoyed those days when you can leave uh, the project, whatever it is, uh, the shower, the floors, at the job site and go home and not think about it no more. That's like, right. Until the morning. Like, you know what? Well, I ain't get finished uh, laying this row. It'll be here in the morning. Once you transition to the, to the next level, it's hard to do that. Like it's it's a yeah. challenge to do that, and it I is. can only imagine what that's like with the showroom. So right. that's why I brought you on. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. Me and everybody else, what that's like. I mean, you have sample boards. Uh, you have updates on sample boards. Material orders. You have uh, <laughs> new 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 in stands. You know the 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 layout of the store. You have disgruntled customers asking where their orders are. You have installers asking where their orders are. So give us the rundown without uh, making yourself mad. 
<laughs> so I love what I do. Let me just start by saying that. I, I absolutely love what I do. And I appreciate that you've had me on the show to talk about this. And if anyone's listening, like Luke Miller, um, I can't think of any other names off the top of my head. Kyle, Kyle Hadeen's the other, uh, our, our other flooring podcaster. Yeah. So, you know, I'm an installer first. I will always be an installer. And I see the post online where for a while there, there was a lot of installers challenging or questioning, can I make a hundred grand a year? You personally or like anybody? A lot of installers on the towel money when it first started. Mm-hmm. Hey, what does it take? Are there any installers making a hundred grand a year? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what installers making a hundred grand a year? Is there an is there an installer with with one helper making a hundred grand a year? Now I'm talking about before taxes. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I kept listening to the, these posts, watch reading these posts, and after a while there, I, I took um, the name out of a check that I wrote. The guy is now my best friend. He's worked for me. He was a store owner up in Pennsylvania that moved down here five years ago. Just so happened to be when I just opened my own store. So he understood and we have a great relationship. He knows what I deal with because he's dealt with it before and he don't want to deal with the customers anymore. Yeah. You know, I can have the happiest customer in the world. Leave me a $5,000, $10,000 deposit today. Three weeks go by the, hey, the when I order flooring now in this computer to the left of me, and send a purchase order in to JJ Haynes, they're going to thank me for understanding and blame COVID and give me a delivery date that's in the air. Right. You know, and you, you better call them the week before that delivery date and three days and the day before and the day of, you know, and if you're managing it, so it's a constant, all those things that you just said, yes, yes. And all that comes to communication. Uh, uh, you can you can communicate over communicate to a customer, um, but they that we live in this world now where we want instant gratification, mm-hmm. and we don't we don't understand because we're getting instant things right with your cell phone, text messages, emails. That it can it's a process sometimes to wait to wait for things, but. Being an some of my installers now, the way my business is set up is, is I 1099 my installer. My installer became my best friend. We hang out every every Friday night. We take our wives to dinner together. Um, but I have three other crews as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in state in the state of South Carolina, and I might get killed. And people are going to Google and search laws in South Carolina. Any of you wanting to report me, go ahead. Um, They probably won't be listening to the show. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's like, hey, you know, the the guys do really well. I mean, I just wrote a check for $11,000 to the guy Friday. A little more than $11,000. And guess what? He's not bringing home with him. Headache. (laughs) From the job, you know he's the guy the customers love because he's there getting their flooring done. Yeah. You know, so 
when I see the economy and the direction that it's going and, and the economy is in this area, it is hot. I think it's booming everywhere right now. You know, I mean, it, it's got to be, you know, uh, don't watch the news. You might <laughs> brainwashed and think yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you, you know, you can you can do you can be an installer and you can make very, very good money. You can still, you know, creating a relationship with a store owner like myself in the area that you live in. And having that trust with someone that you can take your customers, because eventually you'll get referrals where your customers want to support you and buy the flooring from you, even though you don't have a store. And they're okay with you taking them to somebody else's store that they could have went to directly. But because of your relationship with that store, you take a lot of customers to that store and people will understand that. And you might be able to get them a better price than if they walked in that store on their own. Mm -hmm. And so I have installers, me being an installer, I know the very, very best installers that I used to install against. So the other three crews that I hired is was my competition. Oh, that must be nice. Okay. So first of all, I pay them more than the other stores will pay them because I can relate to what they go through on a day-to-day and what they deal with. Mm-hmm. And without, they are part of my success, right? Right. But then also, why do they, they don't just install for me because I pay them more because I don't really pay them that much more, but it's because I have everything that they need to do the job. Especially, you know, how many components, a shower. I mean, good Lord, oh, yeah. one shower, a shower floor. I mean, just without the tile, what yep. system are we using? And do you have everything that right. you need? You know, so I have all those things in my warehouse here that they come and it's ready and they get it, you know, they pick it up. Now, I'm not perfect. And they do a lot to help me. Uh, making sure I don't forget anything. Um, but, but if, you know, if someone's out there thinking about opening their own store, I would say go work for someone that has a store first. If you really truly want to have, have success and save yourself from losing some money. Learn. Now that's not, not the, 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 the losing money part. I think this is the third time I heard you say something about losing money. Lose money how? Because uh, the 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 details of it, like what kind of ways would with somebody with a showroom, without the knowledge of how to run a showroom, lose money? Uh, that's a good question. Okay, all right. Let's use the large format tiles. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, none of these install. No installer is gonna go buy all these tools that it takes to start installing these large format panels. Like the big, big, huge suction cups. What you see at Adam Christensen. Yeah. Like being able to, to stand a a 10 foot. (laughs) A piece of plywood. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So those, that equipment, um, let's use Adam Christensen as an example. Good friend of Uh mine. I talk to almost weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've been, I met him at coverings, I don't know, three years ago. He has been installing the panels more, a lot more than I have. Um, but he has went through buying sets of those tools buy the wrong set. Then you, then you find out and then buy another set. Um, you know, I, I haven't lost any money yet there, but just like an installer, um, you could easily lose it buying displays and it not being something you sell. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, now see, all right, this, just, mis- just, just that area. Like making, just that mistake, area. making mistakes on jobs. Like the other day, I, I completely overlooked removing the tile from the job. <laughs> like taking the tile off of the job? Yeah, a thousand feet. A tile removal. Oh, okay, tile that was supposed to come back to the it's warehouse. It's supposed to be a line item on the on the thing. So the customer ain't paying for the tile. Um, there was a laundry room that was a hundred and fifty feet laundry room, and and you know we were busy that morning. I didn't have a per, a work order ready for the installer, and we were floating vinyl plank over tile, and the tile continued into the laundry room but we were stopping at the entrance of it. We weren't doing it. Well, mm-hmm. he skim coded cause the tile was bad and it had a lippage. It really should have been taken out. Right. He skim coded the homeowner didn't stop him because I didn't get in it. He did. He thought we were covering all the tile. So he skim coded gotcha. the tile in the laundry room is my fault. Cause I didn't have a work order with him. Right. Right. So guess who's buying 150 feet of flooring the freight, the install to put it down, the patch that he used to go in that room. Nick's flooring and design is buying that. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, I own that. You know, but but going back to what we were saying before, if that customer is happy when he is finished, I have learned to not stress about those kind of things that you're going to lose money, you're going to make money. I, I Believe me, we're making way more than we're losing. But part of that being me being an installer, but you're going to make mistakes. You got to be okay with making those mistakes and, and making sure that the installers that you have are going to make you look good because you can't be there every day checking on them. You know, and, and if they're happy when he's finished, then I'm okay with it. I'm okay. So with let it. me go back. Let me go back to uh, the part that you mentioned about uh, the displays. And I want you to try as much as possible to try to uh, step away from the installer mindset. Okay. I want you to think just from showroom owner. Okay. Uh, and speak on those things that only a showroom owner will be able to. Because when you mentioned um, spending money on a display that may not be selling from somebody that has no experience in the showroom, my first thought was, you pay for that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because, 
to us, at least to me, some of us might be thinking, I would assume that the company sends you a display because you're selling their products. So it's stuff like that, things like that, that we want to talk about to where the installer, they might not have the knowledge of, oh, damn, I didn't know, like, I'm opening up a showroom, but I don't know I was going to have to pay for displays. Like, why would you not, why would a company not send me a display if I'm selling your products? You see what I'm saying? I do. I do. <laughs> I felt that way, too. <laughs> I, I, I could imagine. I could imagine. So I'm stuff like that, like, daily. all right, well, let me ask this question. Maybe be, maybe uh, you'd be able to pull, like, a whole bunch of stuff out of the head. <laughs> what were those things as an installer going into it that you were like, are you serious? Like, yeah. this is what I have to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm paying for for rent. And paying I'm for rent for the space. <laughs> and I have to buy a display to so those, sell those, you yeah. product, to, to make you more money. I have to pay to spend money with you. Yep. You That's sure crazy. do. You sure do. So, um... Those displays, um, so the way the, um, the way it all works is you've got, um, the manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. Which I'm trying to think of a, a universe. Let's use, um, something. We don't have to use names. Make up a name. That okay. way we're not, we're not calling about it. Make up a name. All right. Let's say forced accents, right? Forced accents gotcha. might look like a manufacturer because their name is on the wood flooring, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And there's a distributor that sells Forest Accents. And there's another distributor over here that sells Cala. Okay. Okay. Um, you buy from the, the retailer buys from the distributor. Okay. The distributor has a, a pretty big investment through their website, their marketing in that product. Mm -hmm. Um getting the the displays made the flooring and if a display cost me $500 um it probably cost them 1200 so okay. they split the cost of it with you gotcha now i do have vendors that will just out of nowhere send me displays and some of those displays usually come from the smaller companies that um, say the vice president of sales or the president of sales for a distributor decides he's going to leave and open his own distribution company with two other sales agents that work for that distributor. Mm -hmm. And they go by and pick colors and create their own distribution company. They're not making the flooring, but there's an investment there. Those guys will send me free displays. And a lot of times those become my very best selling products. The, the ones I don't pay for. Gotcha. I get the best pricing from them. The best customer service because it's a smaller company. And they're trying to build that relationship. So they're, they're, they're putting more into it. That, yeah. So those floor, that flooring shows up on time. If it's not, they're calling me. And if they give me a delivery date of 10, 20, 2020 tomorrow, and it wasn't going to come, they're calling me. I would have known today. They would have called me today. Instead of the big distributors 
come tomorrow, the flooring don't show up and I call them and hey, it's four o'clock, the flooring hadn't showed up and it was due, scheduled to deliver today. What's going on? Oh, let me check in it. And everybody relies on what a computer gives them. Oh, the, 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 the classic answer of it didn't make check. it on the truck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and when they tell you that, you know, the person on the other end probably being honest with you, you know, right. sometimes somebody might have dropped the ball and didn't order the flooring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but nine times out of 10, it just didn't make the truck. Right. Uh, but those displays, I mean, here with this COVID thing and the tariffs from the from the government, I bought displays last year that were new displays because when they do updates with a brand new product launch and you buy a new display because it's been, you know, say the other display is five years old, right, that I bought five years ago and now they have a big brand new display that's pretty and fancy. Well, if you want it, you got to pay for it. But then COVID hit and they had um, where now this product is no longer being made in China. It's being made somewhere else. So now there's another new display. Yeah. <laughs> or new, new, new updates for the display because the colors might have changed ever so slightly. You know, so um, that, that, that's a um, ongoing challenge. When I buy a display, if we don't, if the sales, if the people on the sales floor, if they don't sell anything off of it, I give it about eight months. So after eight months of uh, no sales production, it's going in the back. Yes, there's always... Um, when you get a storefront and you think you got 2,000 square feet and it's going to be more than enough space, uh, there's always going to be relationships that you meet throughout that opportunity that you have where new products are going to come on the market. Even the reps that come in that there's always reps coming in the store trying to sell us something new, a new product, a new, you know, um, so you 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 never have enough floor space. How much so, floor space do you have? So I just leased it. I, in this building here, I've got 3,000 square feet of showroom space mm-hmm. and 1,500 square feet of warehouse. Gotcha. Three doors down, I just leased another 2,000 square feet. So in this space, I have a 3,000 feet. We do... We do um, Cabinets, tile, vinyl plank, and engineered wood. So when I when I remodel and and put flooring and so I'm going to do the panels mm-hmm. and the cabinets. So it'll be a kitchen and bath studio. So that showroom down there will have a separate sales team that will specialize in kitchen and bath only. And the showroom that I'm in now with the 3,000 square feet will be vinyl plank and engineered hardwood only. Now, see, that's another another aspect. The aspect of, from you mentioning the kitchen and bath showroom having its separate sales team. Yeah. For an installer, nine times out of ten, uh, 
let's say if it's 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 a contractor that is a business owner, installer, and helper. We don't have a big team. There is no sales team. Yeah. So for that person that's looking to maybe transition to the showroom, now you become a manager of uh, positions. Because you got a sales team, you got to hire people. Yep. That requires uh, insurance, you know, uh, mm-hmm. workers' comp, all this, on a totally different level than what you do for 1099ers. So, so guess what? I don't sell anything. Oh, I haven't now been I'm, in... Now I'm confused. <laughs> I haven't been in a sales transaction with a customer in probably one year. Okay, right. So, because because you have to manage the people that are selling. Yes. So, so I have an office manager, a designer... And a and a another salesperson. So the designers are sales. I have two salespeople, and the office manager sells too. Mm-hmm. So I have three salespeople, and I help them close a sale if they need me to. So as far as acquiring those three positions, those are all W two employees that I have to match payroll taxes, Social Security, unemployment, and four hundred one k. Sounds like stuff I don't want to do. <laughs> but but um the process of hiring them were were they uh skilled in these positions before they came to work for you? Um some yes. So um being a store owner, you gotta be great at hiring people. Absolutely. Even if you're not a store owner, you should be. Uh, great at hiring people because yep. we we can all do a better job at that. <laughs> yeah, you got to communicate, and people got to like you. Communication, another area where a lot of contractors drop the ball. Yep, <laughs> yep, and, and you know the um, going back to um, the, you know being the store owner, there there comes a whole nother set of it's more than just receiving the flooring and knowing how to install it. That's now become the easy part for us. The, the, the hard part is managing what the easy part is the cell. The easy part is installing it. You earn your money after you receive the deposit. Ordering everything, making sure it comes in. And um, ha- having all the materials available for the installer, so that is the part of the of the of the process that I'm involved in. And being an installer makes that a little bit easier for me, right? I got you because you can years. you can look at a job and say, well, you "We'll need it. what's that?" Yeah, you missed this. We need this for the job. Yeah. Or, or things that they don't think about. They got a grate for the drain, right? But they didn't think about what color it was. And I'm not supplying the plumbing fixtures. You know, so having all those things and ordering those things. And then, you know, some, some distributors I have 30-day term accounts with. The ones I order a lot from and I pay them once a month. And some of the, the, the distributors I don't and I just 
pay them as I order stuff. Okay. Well, you know that, what I'm that that brings me to the question of uh how do you think the experience will be? Let's say we run rewind back in time. Let's say you didn't have installer experience. How do you think being a showroom owner would be different? Now, of course, if you go back in time, you probably would never make it to being a showroom owner. But in the position now, if you didn't have that experience, do you think it would be more challenging for you to be able to put these pieces together? Absolutely. If I didn't have experience working in the field and being a salesperson for a store and learning it, yeah, it would be challenging. It, it would be. And, you know, um, we're trying to stay on topic. Um, the, the whole online store, right? Oh, yeah, like, that's the new thing. Yeah, look, look, man. Store. You got guys like me creating online stores and selling flooring online. Oh, you got to give us the nugget. I think this is a secret, people. Tell us about this online store. You know, so I might be selling flooring in Baton Rouge and you, and you don't even know it's coming from me because I have an online store that's being sold in Baton Rouge because there's a Shaw dealer, a, a, a manufacturer there where I could have the customer just go pick up the flooring directly from Shaw. I need to be involved some kind of way. I don't understand right now, but <laughs> but I need to be involved in this some kind of way. Let me yeah. be the exclusive. Uh, I can maybe I could just deliver it. Like I go pick it up from Shaw and deliver it to the customer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a Shaw near you? There's someone. It, yeah, it's here somewhere. I can't remember. It's 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 around. Yeah. I never purchased directly from them because of course they won't sell it to me because I'm just an installer. But they'll sell it to me, and I'll they'll have you sell go it pick to it you. up. See, we make them. That's how you make the connection. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you make the connection. So, in in a situation like that, for other listeners, if you make a decision that you don't want to transition to the showroom, you just need to find a connection with the showroom <laughs> and, and get a, a, a setup like that to where, hey, now 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 the pieces of the puzzle come, puzzle come together. You don't have to have the same way uh, that the like you were saying, the installer doesn't have a headache of being the showroom owner. Right. That's the way to, to be connected without having that headache, if that's not what you want. You know how many installers come by spin doctors from me in the MLT leveling and, and thin set and tile, and I don't even know who they're working for? It's not even a job that, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. They're like, yeah. I need the, I need this so much a tile and this tile and all because see I'm I only have a, a Dow tile here. So when Dow Tile won't sell Ardek or Weedy and they'll only sell one product because you're in a small area, it opens up the door and opportunity for guys like me to maybe start buying from those companies. And when I start buying from those companies, now I entice the installers to be able to come buy those products from me and, and also buy tile from me. So I'll sell tile to installers for a lot less than I'll sell it to a homeowner because I'm not installing it and I don't have the responsibility of something being installed wrong. Oh, that must be nice. You see what I'm saying? So when yeah. I say about you or another installer, 
getting that relationship with a store owner, you can buy that flooring less when you're cash and carry than if the store assumes responsibility of sending out their own installer because now they got to warranty the work. Me selling just flooring, that's why online sales is so enticing to so many business owners is if I'm just selling flooring and someone else installs it, there's no, even though an online store will tell you there's a warrant, there's no warranty. Yeah, it's a simple transaction. Yeah. So then you can sell at a lower margin and sell higher volume. So there's a lot of benefits to an installer um, that, that, you know, now I will say this, let's touch base on this real quick because I see my battery's getting low. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of installers that really want to be store owners. I was one of them. That was mm -hmm. my dream and my goal is to own a store. Okay. So I'm here. I did it. We're doing it looking at opening a second store. Actually, I am. The kitchen and bath, right? Congratulations. That's going to be a second store, but in a third store. Um, so when you've learned how to run, run one successfully, you want to do more. Knowing the business end of something, right? Buying mm -hmm. something at, say, something that costs me a dollar. Let's just use um, engineered wood for an example. Mm-hmm. Five-inch birch cost me $1.99 per square foot. A French oak that's five-eighths thick, seven inches wide, could cost me, say, $4 a foot. Okay? Mm -hmm. I see a lot of store owners, even in my area, that not a lot, but there's three that were installers that now are store owners and they don't have a big sales team. They is the, you know, husband, wife team, and then they sub out their work to mm -hmm. one or two crews, but they put a dollar per square foot on everything, whether it costs $2 a foot or whether it costs $5, four or five, or if it costs $6 a foot, they still only put $1 per square foot on it. So they're so, already in the red before the job, even before products even go off the shelf. Well, if they're putting a dollar a foot on it and they're selling 3,000 feet, they figure they made 3,000 bucks regardless of what it costs them, right? Right. The cheaper product, they made 3,000. The expensive product, they made 3,000. So there's a difference between percentages and margins in business. Right. In business, you want to operate on a margin. So a 30 margin, you end up making more on more expensive products, which is why you want to sell the higher price ticket items than if you operate on a 30%. Now, the installers have to operate on those margins and they have to stay true that, yeah, you might make $3 a foot on that more expensive product. So now you're making $9,000 on that material, not $3,000. And if you want to give them a $500 discount or not charge them tax on the product or something like that, then that could be their discount. Yeah. But don't go put a dollar a foot on something and see the $3,000 there and get excited about it. Because what you're doing is you're lowering the market, you're watering down the product. And you're, if you tell your neighbor, you got that product, they're going to keep telling all their friends and it's going to ruin the market. Same thing on the installer side. 
If you ever have a problem with that product and you got to replace it and you sold 3000 square feet and it cost you $5 a foot, that's 15 grand that you just lost. The three grand you made ain't going to pay for that flooring or to rip it up or to install it. So again, that means you're already starting the job in the red, like your, your whole process, you're already in the red. Yeah, I mean, you could be if you had a problem, right? But if me, right. I mean, if you if it costs three dollars, I mean, if it costs five dollars and you're only charging three, right? Yeah, you, that's a negative. <laughs> yeah. So that would be a a huge takeaway for anyone thinking about opening their own store is, you know, um, staying true to those those margins that you operate on. You know, and sometimes when you, you know, the cheaper products, you might only be making 75 cents instead of a dollar because you're going to stay true to that 30 margin. And it's really not a dollar markup, which is why you need to sell the more expensive products in the business. And that's why my business is tailored towards high end clientele. Right. And selling nice products. So What I'm hearing from that is. You're deciding, choosing, thinking about transitioning from installer side to store owner inside. Learn the business side. Yeah. Learn the business side. And I would go so far without even knowing it. And I think this is why I know I don't want it because it's going to take a lot of energy. Learn the business side first. Like, yep. like, like Kenny was saying, uh, you can get started, but you can also get started the wrong way and lose money versus learning it, getting a good understanding of how to get started on the, the right foot and minimize those losses. Not to say that it won't ever happen, but you can minimize those losses. That way uh, another, another recession situation happens. Now you can stay afloat versus I'm sure like those companies that you mentioned that are, are selling, uh, selling stuff already at the red. They'll never make it. They'll never make it if 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 market crashes and, and things get tough. If you're already losing money in those areas, you'll never be able to stay afloat in, in true hard times. Or, or you'll never open a second store, right? Or you'll never have your money work for you. Right. It, it'll just be the, I guess, satisfaction of saying, I own a store. There you go. There you go. Which would still be a, a a mental burden because nobody had nobody, and I, I spoke about this on uh, the last podcast. Nobody starts business or uh, goes on a business venture to be mediocre. We all want to be great. Do we all have great plans? Not always, but nobody wants to be uh, a struggling or average business owner entrepreneur. So. To avoid that, you 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 gotta take take what like what Kenny is saying and learn the business side. And I think that's the issue. Even 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 at the installer stage, a lot of us struggle with that because it's a lot of business that comes with being a good installer. Just the installation part is like bare minimum. Yeah. You gotta know how to sell. If you never had sales training, uh, cracking open a book. Um, getting some type of uh, experience selling is a must. You have to know how to market. 
that's the first thing you mentioned when we talk about. Um, you have to know customer service. Like all of these things are a must if you're going to be successful, well, even if it's just a successful installer. And to add to that, right, you got to know how to how to delegate. Oh, right? that's that's huge. Which is that's hiring huge. people to do things for you, and being okay with paying them. And on top of on top of hiring and paying them, knowing what areas that they can excel at. Because you have to be able to read people to find their strong points to say, you know what, this is what I brought you in for, but you're really good in this area. Yep. Yep. And being and comfortable with telling thing. people that. Yeah, having job roles for people like that. That is part of the business coaching that I've learned. Uh, you know what? I love I love um, working with customers. I love watching. I love watching the people that I the girl, my office manager uh-huh she just bought a house dude and moved into it this weekend and she used i mean my wife's a realtor she's uh-huh. she's, she's a hot shot realtor in the area gotcha. um, that's cool i wouldn't say that in front of her and sometimes <laughs> i want to absolutely kill her when she <laughs> won't put the phone i could guarantee she's not even noticing i'm not home right now trust hey, me yeah um, work but think about it, man. When you got people that you see better in their lives and doing better and treating their job like a career and loving where they, I got customers that call and say, you guys look like you're a lot of fun and we're getting ready to remodel our house and we want our contractor to use you. Like, that's why I do this. Yeah. You know, and I love people, man. I do. I just, uh, the whole COVID thing is just absolutely killing me, man. We can't right. see, we can't see people's faces, which you can't see. I've learned how to read people's eyes to know if they're smiling or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so th- that part of the business is, is, is what we love and watching people grow and watching the installers where I was in their shoes, grow and do well for their families and stuff. So um, we get a lot of great customers um, and we get some, you know, that um, I might get my first negative review here this week. Come on. I'm thinking about how to handle, yeah, these little marks in the board, in the vinyl plane that there's like, eight patterns, eight prints in the plank. Yeah. And this only one print, one plank has this mark in it. That's a, like a bandsaw mark that she's calling a scratch, man. I got the rep out there. Got, obviously it was supposed to be in the floor. We checked, yeah. he checked, we sent her the email. Now she's thinking that we didn't uh, work out of five boxes and open them and scatter it out. Uh, and she want, she's looking for everything she can in the world to, you know, what do you do? Do you buy her a new floor? I didn't since, pick them. Since, since, in situations like that, honestly, it depends on your bank account. It depends <laughs> on your bank account and uh, <laughs> just what you want to be known for. Oh, I had a situation. It's crazy. I have talked about this damn shower glass so many times. Help me. That uh, 
if you can afford it, I think it'll go a long way. If it's not going to really hurt your pockets, I think it'll go a long way. Um, mainly because, all right, we'll use it from the marketing standpoint. It's an opportunity for you, the, the, the owner, to create some content to say, you know what? This is what we do for our people. And although they won't see the amount that came out of your pocket, they'll see the kind of experience they'll get. And now the money that will come from the response that you're getting or recoup what came out of your pocket. So it's all about how much money you have. You get somebody to turn a camera on to say, you know what? This was a unique situation and we want to capture it for you guys to see what Nick's Flooring and Design does. That customer is happy and now everybody around can say, that's amazing. I'm going to go spend some money with them. So you're not losing money. You're a marketing genius. <laughs> so you're not losing money. You're bringing money in. You always use the experience to, it's like everything's content. So it's, it's all like, about how you respond. So it's like the Carpet One franchise where you buy carpet, and if you don't like the color within 30 days, we'll let you replace it. With some of our carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, it's know, always, I, kinda, I, kinda I always, I always say it's about how much money you have in your account. If you can I, afford it, use it, use it to your advantage. I would have to know that she's going to allow me to do that video and her sing my praises because she's already before we even, when we showed up with the uh, manufacturer's rep to look at it, she was all already telling me how her neighbors weren't going to use me because it took us a week to get over there. Every every aspect of the story, I would tell. I would tell every aspect of the story. Like you know what? Okay. We did. We did our best. Yeah. I would. I would get permission from the neighbors to get get every piece of the story. Then you can chop it down, edit it into to a fine little branding opportunity because all that is, you know, branding, it's just telling your story. Yeah people, yeah. people want to know the story. There's some people that can look at it and just, you know, take it for face value, but some people want to know the story. Those people that want to know the story, you give them a story like that, they'll be customers for a lifetime because they so can you're take saying, that. I can afford to replace that flooring, do it and use it do to it, my advantage. Document it. Use it to your advantage because think about, uh, I hate to use the word competition because nobody's competition, but think about uh, the people in your area. Would they do it? And would they be able to uh, express or have the courage to show the experience? If they can't, everybody that sees that is going to say, you know what? There's no other company like Nick's Flooring and Design for this simple situation. It's not even about uh, the amazing work that they do. In an area like this, they cannot be beat. Those are the type of things that allow you to charge what you want to charge, say no to the jobs, and you're probably already doing that, but it'll, it just separate, separates you that much more because people look at it and say, man, wow. what for, for the simple fact that you're bold enough to tell the story, I trust you now. I trust you more. I trusted you before, but I trust you more because we know uh, the common business or hide something like that. Like, no, we didn't, we don't do, we don't mess up. Mm -hmm. We don't make mistakes. And I thought about offering her to replace it, but she would have to get the same color that she has now. 
if we did something wrong, I'll stand behind it, I'll replace it. But we're gonna use the same color we have here and see if she still wants to replace it. I mean, so it'll be But up to you're you. saying, even though in her heart, she should know, she knows we did an amazing job. She does. But she's looking for something to get a new floor because she doesn't like the color. I mean, and that, that, that may be the case. That yeah. may be the case, but... Regardless, she's unhappy. That, and even if, uh, let's say she gets out of this, she gets out of this situation and is still unhappy. Think about all of the other people that you will make happy because now that content is yours. The job is no longer yours. You can't take that job, but the content that you are able to capture from it is yours, that you okay. can market, that you can market to thousands, hundreds of thousands of more people to yeah. where now, although this one person was unhappy, everybody else is happy in your response. But if you don't show them, now the only story they can take from it is her unhappiness. If you hide it, all the only story they have is this disgruntled customer. And she can go tell and influence however many people she wants. But if you have uh the, the the content, now you have the you you've taken the influence back to say, well, although she's uh unhappy, look what we did. We have a rebuttal. Hey, look what we did. Would you be happy if we did this? Yeah. Or you can say, would would the competitors do this? Yeah. Let them decide, of course, in their mind, they'll say no. And now they have every reason to be like, well, you know what? I'm going to sneak over to Nick's floor in the design because I want that same experience. See, and you didn't know this podcast was going to be you helping me, did you? It's all, that's, <laughs> look, we, we, we're all business partners. We are. So we really we're, are. We're helping each other. And we're also helping everybody that's listening because it's a lot of a lot of times, and I had to post this in uh in, in one of the, the, the groups today. I had a question, but I had to make the disclaimer of, give me the response from a business perspective. Don't give me the personal disgruntled uh, response because sometimes, a lot of times we forget that we can't, we can't have our personal feelings in it because we got to respond from what's going to benefit the business yeah. and the, on, the, on the grand scale. You could take that situation and be like, you know what? This is bothering me. I don't like it. You, we did what we needed to do. You got what you got. Uh, everybody, my reps, uh, the manufacturers have backed me to where I don't have to do anything further than this. But from a business standpoint, is that the smartest way? Is that going to get the, the most bang for the buck? It's not. You're not going to lose any more money but you're also not going to gain any more from it either. Mm -hmm. Use it as an opportunity from a business standpoint to say, let me take advantage of this, and this is how I do it. As long as it's not going to kill my pockets, I'll recoup everything that I spent. The same story, uh, example, me breaking a shower glass. I could have found ways to get out of replacing the shower glass, but I knew one that me not replacing the shower glass is going to leave a customer without a shower glass. They're not going to be happy. They could be happy with everything else I did. They were going to be happy with everything else I did. But it's an opportunity for me to say that there's nothing bad you can say about us. Mm -mm. And 
everybody can see it. I've done posts. I went to. Uh, so you just recently you ju- you were just sharing with me. You just recently went through this. Yeah, on a smaller scale, but I didn't have to do it. It was something okay. that I knew that they were going to be happening. I I can take away from the situation, and people can listen to it and see and say, "Man, I know the average company wouldn't respond like that." For that one reason, I'll do business with them. Okay, I like something. I think, think, something something to think about. Yeah, this is I something will. to think about. I will. I need to look at my bank account and see what I. <laughs> you probably you probably got it. I don't know. I was, I, I was looking for I mean, those. I mean, I mean, as a showroom owner, you can you can look at the numbers and say, how many sales do I need to make to cover this expense oh, <laughs> and go sell that much? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> so, I mean, but it's it's things like that, and 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 that's the reason why. Uh, that's the reason why I wanted to, uh, you know, to have these kind of shows because from the business side, it's a lot of stuff that we we get into without knowledge of how to operate like i don't i know how to make this tile look good yeah but when it comes to how to manage uh these accounts and how how to how to deal with employees that's not that's not just free information like you got to invest like you got to go search for that kind of stuff that's the one thing i need to work on is what what you just um said without realizing you said it was that um because I do love what I do and I do it from a good place and we all have our heart in it. And I know my installers do as well that when someone's not happy like this, I almost take it personal. Oh, it's, it's and like, I'm offended that she's not, ha- and she picked the color and now that she's not happy with it, you know, I'm not happy. You know. It's not it's not the easiest thing to do, but um it, it takes some practice of like being able to respond with professional what is what is and not just professionally, what's going to benefit the business the most. Yeah. Not just me. What's gonna in, uh, benefit the entire business from the installers, sales, uh managers, all of that. If we bring more money to the entire business everybody can enjoy versus just me as the owner not losing any money because the installers won't see that the 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 salespeople won't see that the manager doesn't doesn't see you not losing money their paycheck is the same but if you bring more business from the situation then they can say damn we we just uh had a a increase in in income and not really realizing why but then those those are times you can say hey look it's it's how we respond that that brought this this influx. So being able to step back and say, what's how how should the business respond? Not me. Yeah. How, how should the entire business respond? Well, and too, I that? think I think too with you saying that that the sales staff and the and the installers will look at me as as the business owner and and. How could you not respect that? Right, because feel good about that the the store is offering to do that for somebody. They'll go market more as much as they believe in the company. That 
they'll run into the the story more. Everybody yeah. is looking at the opportunities to tell a story like that because nobody else is doing it. True. We'll true. give people praises when they do a good job just because of what should be standard. But when you go above and beyond like that, mm-hmm. they are looking for the opportunity to, oh, man, look, this was crazy. Like, I wouldn't have did it. Nick's flooring the design, pay for this lady's floor, and they didn't have to. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to. Now they're looking at you and thinking, hey, man, he must be killing it. He got tons of money. <laughs> people like to do business with people that have money. So it's stuff like that that, that people people uh, uh, eat that up all day. And again, if you have the capability to, uh, to record it and get it on film, now you really have control of it. You can show this, make it a, 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 a something that you do, a marketing campaign. Yeah. Show snippets of it and, hey, look, in, in any other situation that comes up, you can pull it up to be like, we did this in, in, in this situation to where those, you may not have to do the same thing. Everybody doesn't get it. Yeah. But this is how we respond. Just seeing that, I feel like a, a kind of compact combat some people because they'll be like you know what it's not that serious some people make a fuss just because they feel like they can or they feel like they're bothering you if they know they're not bothering you with a response like that they'd be like ah i'll take that little scratch i don't i can live with that yeah yeah no i like the i like the way you're thinking on that again it's not always not it's not always the easiest no it's not especially not with her uh Attitude. Yeah, that's it's common. There's people that sometimes just haven't experienced the level of love that you're able to give them. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her that southern hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We here here in the area. We I got. I mean, we 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 have people from California. You know, New Jersey. I mean, just from all over moving here. Yeah. And um, it's interesting to see um, how really everyone's the same. Oh, yeah. People are people. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) People come from different walks of life, but in the the grand scheme of it, people are people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humans are going to be humans. (laughs) Right. That's right. That's right. Well, well, I think I think we we uh covered the topic. I think uh I think anybody that we would be with, looking to uh or interested in in opening up a storefront, open up a showroom has a better insight. Um I'm sure that there's more that could be talked about as far as uh the showrooms go, but I know I learned something that you have to pay for these displays that should be free. I hope that's not all you learned. <laughs> that's not all I learned, but it definitely stood out to me. <laughs> um, but I think I think there there's a lot of takeaways from uh from the show. And uh if you could do us a favor and let everybody know who you are again, what you do, where you do it, how you do it, how they can get in touch with you if you want them to, and yeah. how they can reach you on social media so we can follow you and potentially make Nick's floor and the design some more money. That's the goal for every guest on the show. If I can get you at least one sale, I'm doing something right. Yeah, so my name is Kenny Nix. I'm owner of Nick's Flooring and Design here in Bluffton, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Uh, website is Nick's 
flooring nix flooring.com and if you guys could hit us up on facebook or instagram at nick's flooring and click that like button we would really appreciate it and look for tools with a z pro.com in the near future the uh the amazon of tools yeah <laughs> So I well, appreciate, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you, Kenny. Uh, until next time, we'll definitely have to do it again. And you keep uh, blowing it out the water. Keep uh, keep doing what you're doing, and take care of that later. Peace out, man. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah, the floor master. Look. Well, bibbity bobbity bobbity bill. Told you about the showrooms with my man Kenny Nix. Showed you some trap doors and we showed you some tricks. So if you wanna go that route, you got choosers and picks. You can stay at Great Installer and find you a good dealer. You can do the brick and mortar and start buying 18 wheelers. Whichever way you go, keep listening to this show. Cause it's the Floor Masters podcast going strong, you already know. Floor Masters, a Floor Masters, a Floor Masters, a Floor, a Floor, a Floor.